0: Welcome to episode 92 of Control Alt Revolt, the podcast. I'm Nick Cole.
1: I'm Single White Medusa.
0: And we are back, whether you like it or not.
1: I, I like it. I think everyone likes it. You like or it. Or they wouldn't be here. Or they wouldn't be here. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't listen. No,
0: maybe sorry. they're humoring us. Maybe we're just the special children. <laughs> and, you know, like, they're just like, well, that's, you know, maybe they're, maybe the listeners are truly good people and and they feel that special needs individuals like us one of us is uh who me <laughs>
1: <laughs> with my slight asperger's steaming i, I think it's not a, officially diagnosed but
0: i think uh, it's very <laughs> i think it's very big of me to date a special needs that person
1: you're kind of special for doing that you're,
0: so you're special. i'm special too we're both special needs and i think special needs people are awesome uh-huh your sister is uh really uh one of the big pioneers of caring for them
1: yes she loves it she loves them um she would love to have a down syndrome baby and child herself if she could choose like yes loves them favorite she loves you loves me. There you go. She's the one who, like, we told her all my, um, all the reasons why we think I might be slightly, Aspergers. slightly, uh, Asperger's. And she was like, you might be. Like, <laughs> she's like, a little. well, yeah those, yeah, those are.
0: And then dramatic. she diagnosed your little nephew who seems to be a musical genius
1: mm-hmm.
0: as being kind of Asperger-y.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I don't know how we got on that today, but. Uh, Suffice it to say, we're always amazed that, that anyone
1: wants to listen to us. So to people listen. might feel sorry for us, that, and that's why they're listening. That's how we got
0: Us, too. <laughs> too.
1: Yeah.
0: Got a good rhythm today. Um, oh, I hear a little downcast eyes, and I said that that was just a show joke okay. at, at your expense. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. As long as I know it's a joke.
0: Just a joke. I always have to put the joke light on yeah. for, for Nicole so that she knows I'm joking. That's true. I was doing a disturbing Swedish character for her today, and oh and she just needed me to stop.
1: Yes, I did. It was it was yeah. exhausting because it was really messed up. I couldn't and stop. It was kind of something that you wouldn't really <coughs> want other people around to hear, and I kept noticing like someone was kind of you know walking behind us, and I'd be like, "Be quiet, be quiet." <laughs> ah, I don't you know, know where that
0: it... character. I had a really I had a good workout. We did CrossFit today. And then we went and got some, like, really good healthy food. And then as soon as I came out of that place, I just started – I couldn't stop doing that character. Yeah. And he just took over, and he had a whole lot to say.
1: You were high on health.
0: I was high on – and a lot of the times my improvs, like, are about kind of whatever we're going through. Like, they kind of riff on the insanity of whatever is kind of going on. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of riffing on Admiral Doubtfire. Oh my goodness! You know, yes. so
1: that was. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't the only one that thought he reminded me of that. That's yeah. funny. I've I've noticed as you showed me, like somebody literally yeah. said, Admiral Doubtfire. <laughs> I was like, I love that.
0: <laughs> I think, and you know, finally for me putting it together today, because they um they announced that yesterday that the man who thinks he's a woman um and was the health secretary in Maine, and then made sure all the other old people went into the nursing homes to die, but made sure his mom didn't. Mm-hmm. Um. They, the establishment, the left, the uniparty, doubled down today, and they said um, he's the first woman to ever attain. They said she, but uh, I'm not doing pronouns. They said uh, they said he is uh, he's the first woman to ever attain the rank of four-star general. And as you put it,
1: no, he's not. He's the first man who thinks he's a woman. To, have, to obtain that. Yeah. Uh, still hasn't been a woman. Still yeah. not a woman who's achieved it.
0: <laughs> and and women get screwed again. Yeah. As you like to say, like in all of these great leaps, it's very interesting how like, and women are the biggest, a lot of the time, especially white liberal women, are the biggest supporters of these causes. But it's funny because like these causes often come at their expense.
1: Yeah. And actually you being what I would call an actual real feminist in a good way not in the stupid way but like in the you respect women but um, that's not it that's pointed it out that's me
0: not me. a feminist <laughs> like i am not a feminist because i would never treat women the way that i treat men i would treat women better than the way i treat men
1: it's it but it's what makes sense in my head right it, it, like that is what a feminist i think should be a feminist really should be that you respect women like i don't know to me that's what makes that's sense just,
0: in my but head. that's just becau- being called a man like a man respects women. Oh, like
1: but some men don't. Well, like sure.
0: then you're not being a man. And that's what guys in the past would have said to you. You know, do the right thing. Be a man. You know, like now it's, just, you know, like again, it's the whole dumbing down and, and slandering of the issue. But back in the day, it was a big thing for boys or men in the community to always be considered a man. And how were you considered a man? By doing the right thing. That was, mm-hmm. that was, and then it's just like, oh, you're a man, you're a boy, you know, and then you know the whole campaign by TV to make fun of stupid sitcom dad, and then the, to criminalize boyhood behavior. And so now it's like feminists. It's like no, feminist is a horrible term.
1: Well, like they are, to be
0: a man yeah. is to treat women with respect and dignity. Like you're supposed to. If you don't do that, then you are not being a man.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think we just you're being a-, a
0: thug. You're being a scumbag. You're being an Epstein. You're being a Weinstein
1: Yeah But you are the first one That pointed that out to me And I'm like You are right Like women Get Left in the dust Like We get All the stuff that is Supposed to be Helping us And all these things We get nothing but The short end of the stick You know like You
0: know and that kind of First occurred to me When I was in the military Because initially After I got out of AIT I ended up in a supply unit For a little while And there were men And women in there And And I remember, like, we had this, this black female first sergeant. She was tough. She was nice in a certain way, but she was from the old school, and she was tough, and she could, like, do a million sit-ups. Wow. And, and I remember talking to some girl, and I said, you know, like, I said something like, oh, you know, you can go see the first sergeant. She'll, she'll understand. And she's like, are you kidding? She goes, women are tougher on women than men are on women. And and that's that's kind of when I I, I heard that I didn't understand it, but I began to observe it and I came to two conclusions. One, women don't cut other women a break. And two, no one shoots women in the back like other women.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like so even with the whole trans in women's sports things, that's another one. Oh, great. Now the men get to have. Not that I care. I'm not a sports person, but I'm just saying, like, now the men get to, you know, just dominate in general in the sports world, as they should. Like, it makes sense. It's understandable. But the women, okay, well, they have their own little ones carved out. Well, guess what? Now men can pretend to be women, go in there, dominate yet again, and now you have nothing. If you're a woman, who is into that? And that's really unfair, I would say.
0: I just always wonder about these families, you know, like, okay, here's Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy couldn't cut it in 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 competitive weightlifting and so he couldn't make any of the teams but then about two years ago Jimmy decided Jimmy was a woman and now Jimmy is dominating and so like you have to go watch Jimmy weightlift I mean what's it Jamie now Jamie you know you have to go watch Jamie Jamie and but everybody says Jamie the way that I just said it, mm-hmm. you, like know, nice. Jamie, it you know Jamie you know yeah And that's a big thing that I've noticed is like as much as the left wants to double down on all this woke speak in these identitarian issues, like I have watched children and normal people and even left people like liberal people encounter this insanity and they'll usually look at you and go, Jamie, you know, or something like that. Like they're not buying it either, you know, but it's become such a fear factor and such a chill effect and such a threat that you have that, you ha- that some people and I'm I'm not playing the game because I think it's morally wrong and I think I think you're actually making an affront to the creator when you say there's no such thing as gender especially the religion that I believe in which says God created man and woman you know and so for us to say anything different would be an insult to our god and we won't do that so we're not playing the game and it's like you know my my, like, and I feel bad for people in corporate culture because this really seems to be sort of the levy, the push. But I, I have enough room in my life where I can say, um, what you want done with your pronouns ends at your lips. Yeah. You can't, you can't, saw you saw can't. Whatever you want. yeah. I'm not playing the five lights game. Mm-hmm. You know, there are only four lights. And that's really like, that's really what this is all about. Because if they can get you to say, that a man who says that he's a woman is a woman, you are now saying there are five lights and not four lights. And those of you who sort of like know that reference, you have to understand they are playing with your ability to discern the truth and to do double speak. and this is all this is all a series of steps to move you, you know, in in that direction. And so you know, I'm not doing that. and I, and it's not like, this is finally the hill that I'm willing to die on. This is like you can you can go and tell on me to all the corporate entities you want to do it, people who scumbag report and listen to me. You can go do that. That's cool. I am now willing to lose it all on this issue. And I and I think I've come to a lot of issues in my life now where I'm kind of willing to let it go. You know, like I'm I'm willing to say you do whatever you want, but I'm not going to crime scene number 2 with you anymore. And if that means I don't get to write books, I don't get to play in the culture or whatever. <clears throat> I have a little cash stashed up. We can we can we can get by. We can go to Costa Rica. You know, but uh, I'm not and I'll and I'll write, you know, books and not tell anybody that it's me or whatever, but I'm not I'm not playing the floor is lava anymore. And I think we all kind of need to. I'm not going to tell everybody that this is not the, this is not the sermon. You know, I'm not going to tell everybody, "Hey, we all need to do this, but look at, you know, look at your own life and look at how many times you're asked to see five lights when there are only four lights. And I think if you just kind of begin to think about that, because we're at a big pushback moment, as you can see across a lot of society, we had a great move by In-N-Out Burger, which In-N-Out Burger is a great company. And yeah, there's people like, I don't like In-N-Out Burger, you know, like In-N-Out Burger is really good. Everybody loves their own favorite burger, but the hatred on In-N-Out Burger is funny because that tells you they're the best. You only, like, here's a secret. You only get hated on when you're really good and at the top. You know, like, when when you're not or anything like that, no one says anything. You don't get, like, in books. You don't get any reviews or whatever, like... But, like, me, I get a lot of one-star reviews for people that just hate me. But I sell but a lot of books. you don't get a
1: lot, like, in a relation to... Um, if,
0: I do, if I go on a podcast or I do, like, a public show, like... Yeah. You know, or stuff like that. It's funny, like the one stars will suddenly, and you know, mm-hmm. there'll be these concerned one stars. Like, you know, I honestly read this thinking I love fan, and you look through their previous history, and they've never read a fantasy book in their yeah. life or a space marine book. You know, like that's the for the for the for the sort of activist radical cult for the cult of the left. There's there's no the ends always justify the means, so like you can totally lie about books that you've read and books that you're reviewing mainly if you're stabbing the other enemy, you know, repeatedly. And that's something that we kind of need to think about. What I wanted to talk about today, and this is a bit of a rehash show. So you can turn it off right now. You've heard all the things we're going to talk about. But what I kind of wanted to do is actually um, put it all together. Put, put the vaccine and the virus together and begin to ask ourselves a question. And the question I want to ask today is where is this going? because there are actually some very interesting information coming out in dribbles now from a couple of sources um, but I think it's about to come from Veritas in about a week and I think it's going to be pretty bombshell if it hits but let's play the game of intentionality, let's play the game of purpose and design and let's let's just try to say like maybe it's not all an accident And and why should we do that? well before COVID, we we had a great economy. We had Trump pretty much looking like he was going to cruise into a second term and continue to do a great economy. And, you know, we had good thoughts about Pence and turn it over to Pence. And maybe you get another 48 years out of that. And maybe you undo all the Obama, America won't be great, you know, damage and all this kind of stuff. And, and the middle class was really exploding. Everybody was starting a lot of jobs. I remember going into you know, this guy that I talked to that sells me shoes, African-American guy, Not that that matters. And I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, my 401k is great, you know. And and he was probably an Obama voter, you know, And but nice guy and everything like that. But he was able to acknowledge under Trump, like, his 401k was doing great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we're drinking a little Turkish latte today from Keen Coffee in Newport Beach.
1: Mm-hmm my favorite
0: so the vaccine the, the 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 virus comes along and we it all it kind of all caught us by surprise because it was serious mm-hmm. you know and everybody ran for the hills and we did as we were told in 14 days to to flatten down the curb we're not going to rehash all that we're just going to say well what came out of that well okay well trump's gone that came out of that um the economy is in tatters for some that came out of that (laughs) for most if you're i don't know uh jeff bezos you went from 20 million 20 billion to 200 billion dollars you went from i'm going to say that one more time you went from 20 billion dollars to 200 billion dollars net worth if you're bill gates you became the largest uh yeah you became the largest landowner in the u.s farmland farmland yeah.
1: yeah Which
0: is scary. You are now considered to, as I understand I'm hearing reports, you are considered to be leading the G8. Now, if you don't know what the G8 is, the G8 is you know pretty much the top eight nations in the world making a lot of policy, policy decisions. As I understand it now, Bill Gates is sort of de facto leading the G8. For all intents and purposes, it's that's a very interesting thing historically. So when people say like they go back and read the Bible and they read about the Caesars or, you know, you watch the Rome series and everything like that. A lot of people, they don't under really understand. Okay. So there was Julius Caesar and he was this dynamic conqueror. He was this dynamic general and he always pretty much won and did a great job at winning and everything like that. He was just a very, um, he had a lot of, he had a lot of great skill sets and he was a hard worker. That was his big thing. And <clears throat> he had a sense of what he wanted to accomplish And the Senate sort of stood in his way about that, so he broke some of their conventions and traditions. And in a lot of ways, he's a very Trump-like figure. Um, And the moment that he sort of wins and then pushes, which is his big mistake, sort of pushes their nose in the dirt about it, they immediately assassinate him in the well of the Senate. Caesar ain't Caesar for that long. In fact, the reality of it is, is he's not ever actually considered a Caesar. He's just Julius Caesar. Caesar is his last name, but he is never anointed as the Caesar. He is at that point the soul, and Rome was ruled by two consuls every two years. He was the senior consul. He had sort of assumed a dictatorial power that had been assumed by Gaius Marius and Sulla in the past at points of emergency, and he did this. But he was never really actually a Caesar. So along comes his nephew. And his nephew is Octavius Caesar. Um, Octavius Caesar is the first Caesar that that assumes, because he's not actually blood-related to Caesar. Um, Caesar adopts him. But he comes along, and, and he effectively really thinks Sicilian mob boss. Um, he doesn't have any sort of palace. He doesn't have any sort of empire. I mean, he has, a, he has an empire, He but... He, he doesn't have a lot of official power. He's just, he, he has controlled everything so much that he's now in charge. He was asthmatic. He would fight a big battle against Mark Antony and Cleopatra uh, with a divisional civil war between the, the, the empire. And he would ultimately take over and, and the defeat of Mark Antony and Cleopatra would pretty much announce that he, he had total power over Rome. But he ruled from his villa. Uh, he he ruled pretty much sort of like in a very mob boss. Use guys go over and take care of that. There wasn't a lot of official power. He's not like the Caesar you see in the movies. That that comes later, you know, uh, you know ruling from their throne in the Colosseum, thumb up, thumb down. Those are the later more corrupt Caesars. Um, I say that to say the Caesar that came after Julius Caesar ruled very much in the same way that Bill Gates is ruling. And it's interesting because that Caesar is the Caesar of the Bible. Would is um, that be Caesar Augustus? Or Caesar Augustus. His name is Octavius. Oh, but then okay. Augustus is August. Yeah. yeah. That's your title, August. Like, mm. you know, like uh, Maximus would mean that you you were Maximum. You were great. Pompey the Great. Mm-hmm. Pompeius Maximus. Caesar Augustus meaning he was distinguished. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would take these terms because they weren't these terms. Mm-hmm. Um Augustus was asthmatic he had to watch battles from afar like he was as industrious and as conniving as Caesar and good at it but he just didn't have the physical framework interestingly Caesar Julius Caesar didn't have the physical framework either Um, he was bald and that really annoyed him a lot because his name actually meant curly blonde hair and lots of it that's what Caesar actually means Um, because they were they were supposed they were Julia Julius meaning they were supposedly descended from the sun god so his hair which was gray and receding was the opposite of that and that that his his political opponents kind of made fun of him for that um augustus wasn't so august he, he like i said he was asthmatic he watches the battle against mark on mark anthony because he can't breathe because of the swamps so he can't get involved in things like that but he he was a he he was a good manipulator and worker and ultimately Commands that the empire be censused, and that's that's around the time of Christ, and that's so he was that kind of ruler that we are now seeing in Bill Gates's person, a person who is now considered by the World Health Organization to be a nation. Unofficially, officially he did apply for status to be a nation. They were going to grant it till it became public, because you know making things public always seems like they're always going to do something. And then some intrepid reporter, you know, of the good reporters who still actually news at the pro level, finds out, tells everybody, and they're like, oh, we better not do this.
1: Yeah. So then they basically just decide to kind of do it without officially doing it, right?
0: Right. So then in the case of the World Health Organization, Bill Gates is considered the Davos Foundation, is a Swiss... uh, corporation effectively that is bill gates and it is considered to have uh, not davos uh, uh, gavi yeah and is considered to have nation status within the world health organization then it's been revealed that bill gates is effectively running the g8 right now through advice uh just the other day he was with um boris johnson and someone else while the everybody CEO of BlackRock. yeah the ceo of blackrock which yeah. is taking over all the real estate in the entire world And everybody was busy chanting something. I forget what it was.
1: Arrest Bill Gates. <laughs> Arrest Bill Gates. I think they were
0: also chanting, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon <laughs>
1: Gates. Yes,
0: and let's go, Brandon is now hate speech. <laughs> oh,
1: like, I think in England they banned yes, it, right?
0: Banned you can't say it. And it's like, you guys realize you're becoming you're becoming the Nazi clowns in the Mel Brooks movie. And they don't realize, you know, just let you, it happen. You're
1: gonna just make people want to say yeah. it more and for longer when you yeah. try to ban it. They now can, we're never They can
0: stop. never own the L. They can never own like, hey, you know, our pitcher went out there, threw a gate, great game, but we gave that They can never sort of own that loss. They have to like, no, no, we're going to prevent you from doing it. It's like, have you ever been around little children? If you tell them not to do it, that's what they're going to do more. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, hey, great, you know, do these insane things. So I say all that to say, what do we have now? Well, Apparently, we have Bill Gates on the other side of the virus being incredibly powerful now. Um, We have Jeff Bezos being incredibly powerful. We have BlackRock and Vanguard, two of the biggest, you know, uh, trading and capitalist companies, finance companies in the world, suddenly um, basically owning everything. Am I right about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you can look it up. There are charts. There are videos about it that basically show... I mean like I never knew this until I saw these they they basically show like every corporation like that you know of and I mean like grocery stores medical companies um, news organizations everything and they show like okay there's this group all these groups of them and they're owned by this and then all of those level ones are owned by, you know, these few. And then it goes up and up, like, in a little pyramid. It is, it
0: is weird you showed that to yeah. me. And I'm like, wow, like, when you cut through, and people have put all this together, and, like, when you cut through all the sort of obfuscation, and there is clear and intentional obfuscation, you can see how Vanguard and Blackrock...
1: They're at the top. ...pretty
0: much own everything.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: And And the weird thing is... Um, Vanguard's or BlackRock's more transparent. Yes. And Vanguard gets really murky at the top. And it is theorized that's where you get Rothschild and Rockefeller and some of the, you know, the common Bilderberg, Carnegie, Carnegie. yeah, Bilderberg names that are thrown around. But you can't, it's, it's, it's final end game shell corporation is, you know, closeted. You can't see that. But it turns there. out over on Vanguard, they're heavy investors over there, too. And so really, once you get to those two companies, what can only be theorized, and it can be theorized fairly with a pretty good guess, is that these same people own both companies.
1: Right. And I think they—they they, there are some specific people they know that about for sure, um, I believe. Like, cause, but the reason that Vanguard is more secret is they are not publicly traded, and right. that's how they're able to keep um, all of their kind of had people more secret yeah so
0: so i say all that to say let's let's advocate the first theory the first hypothesis and it's it's this that the virus was intentional that the virus that the world was one way the virus came along and it seems like some people very clearly profited from it And seem to have been organizing to do it if you go back to the event 201 the gates foundation you know uh bezos you know acquiring a lot of the things that he did vanguard and blackboard a lot of people seem to be preparing for the unlikely event that the likely the the thing that happened actually happened as though they were getting ready to profit from it Mm -hmm. i think that I think that you could argue some of those points and that would be okay. But let's just play that game just because we're not to where we really want to go yet. Let's just say, yeah, it seems like it seems like some people knew what was going to happen. Either had a heads up about it or worst case scenario, planned for it to happen. And, and minimum of the worst case scenario, planned for it to happen so that they could profit. And worst case scenario, I think what we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah. Which is so they could consolidate their global power, really, by the great reset.
0: Right. OK, so now we move to the vaccine because the vaccine is another thing that comes after the virus. We don't have the vaccine before the virus. OK, so what is the vaccine? Is the vaccine there to save everybody's lives? We were told that it was. We were told clearly by even Trump. And, and you know, even now to this day, Trump is saying everybody should be vaccinated. So, you know, that's where. Not worth- mandated. Not mandated, but that that is worth sort of sort of knowing, okay? So then we have um, Biden saying, you know, if you get if you get the vaccine, you will be immune to COVID. Except it kind of turns out, using just the Colin Powell example, that's not the case. A double vaccinated man with a comorbidity, at least one that we know of. Which was the worst-case scenario of the vaccine. Like, hey, if you have all these comorbidities, you need... I don't know I'm doing this voice, but it's a fun voice. <laughs> you, need, you need to get this vaccine. Okay, like, even I would have said, like, hey, if you got some diabetes going on or, you know, whatever, and you do your risk assessment, maybe the vaccine is good for you. Okay, well, apparently it wasn't good for you in the case of Colin Powell. Because no matter what anybody is saying today, he did not die of cancer. He died of COVID-19 when he had been vaccinated twice. Mm-hmm. If he would not have been vaccinated twice, would he have died of COVID-19? That's the big question. But apparently he was vaccinated of the thing that was supposed to protect him. And, you know, we're all told, like, it'll ease the effects. You'll just okay. have, like, like there was a friend of mine recently on Facebook, an older gentleman, who had uh who got the second vaccine and he was really suffering with it. And all these apologists came. Oh, Jim, you're just experiencing the effects of oh I should have his name.
1: I know. Fuck. That's why I was like <laughs> you,
0: know, you know, like yeah but all these apologists came on out to tell this man that his suffering was good. now he made it and everything is good and everything like that. But it's like, yeah, but in the case of Colin Powell, he he didn't and we're seeing other things. And now we've talked about the cancers that, that seem to be having a runaway problem. Okay. So there's that. Um, some people, a lot of people that we've talked about it on this podcast have talked about ADE antibody dependency
1: mm-hmm.
0: enhancement. And, and what that means is basically your body's going to get jacked up by having the vaccine. And a lot of people think that's starting to happen. If you listen to some people, the hospitals aren't filled with COVID patients. They are filled with and they're not filled with vaccinated patients having problems with COVID. They are filled with vaccinated patients having problems with other health problems. Right. And that's 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 something that I have heard oft repeated. Don't know can't confirm because you hear the other side saying oh the vaccinated are overrunning the hospitals
1: the unvaccinated unvaccinated is what they're saying yeah the dirty others
0: are killing all of us yeah so if we accept the hypothesis that hypothesis that possibly the virus was intentional and that some people were going to profit off of it did their plan did their event 201, did their Bill Gates in 2009 saying the ideal population is 500 million people, did the Georgia Guidestones, did all these people at the Bilderberg moments, was, that, did, was their plan to like, hey, let's put everybody through COVID, let's profit off of big pharma. Okay, they have a lot of money. and that's That is a thing that has been repeated a lot lately, which is these people aren't doing it for the money. Mm -hmm. They're doing it for the power. That's, you know what, for all of us, that's a big one for all of us, hard one for all all of us to accept. Because we all have to admit, like, everybody involved in this conversation would probably do things for money. It's not necessarily power for us. Power isn't a big thing because we're still trying to overcome the money thing.
1: And as you said, some of us wouldn't really want that power. You're like, that would be a big hassle, you know, like it's it's a certain kind of person that wants that
0: but you know once you start you know making several billion dollars like the concept of money isn't all that interesting to you anymore and so now now we're moving into the power okay so we go back okay so the virus happens the script is flipped. the middle class is destroyed the aberration of trump and remember there's a lot of hints in this that this actually should have happened in 2016. There was a lot, there was something the other day where uh, they they were talking about
1: well one of them, I think there's some patent stuff that really points to that as well, but one of the things that we heard the other day was that fauci and his either NIH or NIAD or whatever people um, they went to the Pentagon, that thing where they went to the Pentagon and they're like, hey, we want to aerosolize, this bat virus that we've, you know, like, blah, 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 that we've done gain of function. That was
0: 2016.
1: Yeah, that was in 2016. And and the Pentagon was like, no way. Like, no, that's insane. But we were like, oh, that's interesting that they were wanting, like, they were going to them around that time.
0: And there was some other FBI or CIA stuff that was going around in 2016. And it did, uh, you know what, I can't confirm this, but I think eventually you'll be able to put the dots together and see that. A lot of this was supposed to go down as soon as Hillary was elected and then the rest of us you know like then then Trump comes in it's the aberration and I'd always said through the entire thing I'd always said like why are they so nuts about Trump like what plan is he ruining of theirs and I think Mm -hmm. I think we figured out the plan that he is ruining is what we're going through which is Let's. I mean, like, let's not to be too arch about it or too obscure, but the plan is like just simply put, the world was a way that they did not like, which was too much middle class, not enough manipulatable poor, and and too much uncontrolled power in random hands and chance, like Trump. Like Mm -hmm. Trump is something that they hated because if you believe that whole Bilderberg thing, they select the presidents. Mm -hmm. Obama. And and Clinton both go to Bilderberg two years before they're elected. Even Rick Perry has been invited to Bilderberg. George Bush Bush was invited to Bohemian Grove. Not everybody who goes ends up being a president, but supposedly that's sort of like the first. That's that's before you go to Iowa and campaign. You got to get you got to get approved for these guys. But then something weird happened. Trump did get elected. I don't know. Maybe the Russians. I don't think so. But it was pretty weird because I had told you that night that Hillary Clinton was going to win, and I think everybody else would have told you that. But Trump pissed in their wheaties, and they went nuts because there was a lot of big plans. So let's say that that virus was intentional, and it brought about a the beginnings of a a, a new world order. But not their words. yeah, not in the sense of their new world order yet, but in the sense of We're making a New World Order cake, and we're going to lay out all the ingredients on the countertop before we start sifting flour and cracking eggs and whipping batter.
1: It's the mise en place. Nice!
0: (laughs) Tell us what the mise en place is.
1: It's exactly what you just described. It's when you're making a dish, but you like have everything all laid out ahead of time even probably like chopped up if it needs to be chopped up and everything it's like it's like if you were doing a co- it's like when people are doing a cooking show it's how it is for them like yeah. it's all there for them to just be like bam and you know throw
0: yeah, it. emeralds just blowing through those plates and yeah you're like hey i can cook like that yeah if all your chives and garlic and butter is all measured and chopped out yeah everybody could do that <laughs> and throw some stuff around and go bam you watch just suck a roll so anyways uh i digress so what we have now is we we have now like you know more control obviously in in the case of australia wild amounts of control in the case of the eu and the uk you know anytime that you need more control as a government from canada to italy to the uk to australia to america you can just say covid and you can pretty much do anything you want Mm -hmm. so there's that the middle class has been devastated. Ask any business owner you know right now. You were devastated first because you had to close for a year and a half or a year or a few months, which is most businesses, you talk to most small business owners, they don't pay themselves and they live month to month. So those people got wiped out. The bigger businesses came along. They held out. They they dangled some PPE in there, but it's amazing not PPE, but you know the financial assistance from the government. But it's amazing the wealthy corporations that all lined up to suck it up first, and then even like doctors and people like they couldn't get it. So, um, so you have that, and and then you have um, the destruction of the middle class as the lockdowns come along. But at the same time, the mega corporations like Amazon and Walmart. And Costco, despite the deadliness of the, the the COVID virus that's killing all of us, um, they're allowed to be open. You just have to go through these games of wearing the mask and blah, 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 and they can be open. The little businesses can't be open.
1: Which made no sense. Yeah. Like, why would you get sick at the little business and not jammed in with everyone at Costco? Like, that yeah. made zero sense.
0: So, again, can we chalk that up as possibly this was intentional? possibly the big players decided they had had enough of your sort of uh if you're a small business owner or whatever they'd they'd had enough of you being unmanageable and so they eliminated you well that's been amazon's business model all along it's been walmart's business model and costco's all they've 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 eliminated all like even in my business they've destroyed publishing and turned big publishing into a wealth redistribution scheme for the democratic party um that's why Mike Pence gets a book deal, but your average writer, you know, is being told right now, last time I checked, to actually spend the advance that they're being given. And they're being given very small advances on their own marketing. Go back to the Bret East Easton Ellis days, you know, and you basically got a million dollar check and a hundred thousand uh, dollar holding deal on your movie rights. And, you know, like you were just Monopoly man. Now it's like, you know, like you're pretty much paying to write your book now, mm-hmm. unless you're an Indian, then you're printing money. When you're doing good, when you're rolling, you know, whatever. Not everybody does good at indie, but some people do, and some people like me do okay, and it's all right. So um, we have that there. So again, can we chalk those things up as some people decided that this would be a good thing to take advantage of or create, and on the other side come out—and again— if these people are normal people like all human beings and there are human beings that do evil and things like that, a lot of human beings that do evil will justify it. Like on the, on the small sense when they steal from work. Well, you know, they made me do this. So I'm taking 16 pen boxes home. You know, people like people can rationalize their own evil at every level. But it's a pretty big leap to say what I'm going to say next, which is was the whole intentional plan just to to end up where we're at right now is that is that as far as we go like you destroyed the middle class you took more control over the governments and you got everybody conned into doing this vaccine that apparently doesn't last that long so maybe that's just it maybe you just get the vaccine it washes out of your system and and you're good to go you know you're there's there's we've 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 took we took all the the government money out there And we shoved it into Big Pharma's pockets. Big Pharma got rich. They redistributed to all the senators like Nancy Pelosi, the greatest stock picker in the entire world. You know, and and it's just about the money. It's just about the money. Okay. So we're accepting that possibly the virus was intentional and then the vaccine became intentional. Is the plan over? And that's the big question for this podcast. And I don't know that I have an answer. But I would like to point towards something, a story that that the Medusa and I have been following. So a couple of weeks ago, people began to take the vaccine, and they began to look at it through blood slides. And they began to look at the blood. They looked at the blood of vaccinated people first, and they saw some really weird stuff. They saw that it was, quote-unquote, dirty. They saw a lot of strange tubes and structures, a lot of weird clumping. Okay, well, the clumping explains the platelet clumping, which, which explains the periocarditis, which could be from the spike proteins and all these kinds of things. Okay. Then, about a month ago, the weirdest thing happened. You want to tell them about that, about the strange creature?
1: Oh, yeah. and I Well, we talked about that on the show, and we put a link to it on that show. But, yeah, it, it looked like a, as you called it, it looked like a cthuloid, right? Yeah, like a exactly. Cthulhu thing. Or a Cthulhu, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so now, today.
0: Well, ooh, we're not there okay. yet. We're not there yet. So people had observed and photographed this kind of weird hydra like thing. Yeah,
1: that's
0: what I was going to say. Hydra. And, and kind of floating in there. And some people said, well, it's a parasite, you know, or whatever. Um, and then they began to observe these structures that were forming that were like inside. This is inside the vaccine, not the, not the body. Right. Um, it was, uh, but then the, the in the in the body when they did the vaccine they saw these weird discs beginning to form like like uniform discs and people said oh those are bubbles and then experts look at it goes Th- those are not bubbles those are those are synthetic synthetic
1: like they basically de- describe them as especially when they see what they do like delivery systems yeah because... synthetic
0: delivery system that self assembles and then delivers something and then there's these other tubes that are that are being built. But apparently what's happening is once the vaccine goes into the blood, it is beginning to assemble something. It is beginning to do something. And it doesn't have anything to do with the spike proteins. It's doing something else. Um, when they expose the parasite and when they expose the discs to light energy and sound radio waves it reacts in some way shape or form sometimes it'll light up sometimes it'll reassemble and assemble new structures and everything like that we will put that link the latest one that we kind of went through in in the comments and you can watch it and you can make your own ideas so there is a waterborne parasite that is very interesting that the transhumanist movement which Bill Gates is a part of and his dad was a part of and all of these players including Jeffrey Epstein were all really fascinated with and doing a lot of science on and this waterborne parasite is called Hydra vulgaris
1: that's right yeah
0: and Hydra vulgaris looks a lot like this waterborne parasite and science has been really fascinated with this parasite for a number of reasons because apparently um it's immortal It it generates its own stem cells. It does not perish in lab settings unless a predator is introduced to it. And they think that possibly it's pretty near immortal in the wild, except that there are predators and those predators feed on it and everything like that. But they've always found hydrovulgaris to be very interesting because it generates its own stem cells and therefore it can continually replenish itself. And they've often said, wouldn't it be great if we could find a way to put hydrovulgaris to study it adapt it you know or or learn from it and use it within the human body And you know of course then they'll say all that like we could grow new hands if someone lost a hand we could we could repair damage because remember the focus of the transhumanists is always immortality why is it immortality number of reasons but the main thing is we're not to their perfect utopia that they're working hard for And they want to get there and they need about another 30 to 100 years. 30 is the low estimate to get to some sort of like viable longevity that can get you to 100 years. And 100 years supposedly in their critical sort of science time planning is when you will have what really should for all intents and purposes be considered immortal life. And they have some strange ideas that I won't go into here about, you know, downloading digital and all these, you know, repairable bodies, all these things, you know, maybe... Like people have theorized about Star Trek. Did Star Trek just really kill people when you put them in the transporter and then assemble them on the other side and they thought that they were alive and it's really like Captain Kirk had been dead like 34 times? I don't know. But the um, Hydro-Vulgaris has always been really interesting and in hy- you can look it up. The hydro has basically a limited neural net system. So you have a, a core stem and then you have about like eight... Um, weird sort of appendages that come out of it. And those appendages all work together to create an information network for the central brain. So if we have these strange structures that are beginning to build inside the vaccine, and possibly they're being modified with each booster shot, or possibly they're just growing and doing whatever, I don't know. Um, And these these structures and these hydras, the, these weird creatures that they're capturing, which it may not be the hydra, it may be a synthetic nanobot version of it. If these things are reacting to external electronic stimuli and sunlight and radio waves and things like that, things that that the government is really the master of, the ability to control sound wave, the radio... All these kinds of things, sun, light to use for tracking, radar, LIDAR, all of these kinds of things. Well, at the minimum, we could say, well, in essence, like, if you could build a system that could sort of detect these things, you really could kind of track everybody. But could you also send messages? Could you make them have thoughts? Could you maybe at the minimum increase their emotions? Could you dope them up? Could you tell the hydras, like, hey, let's secrete more dopamine. Let's keep them tranquil. Hey, let's make them angrier. Hey, let's make them happy. Let's have a happy day today. You know, all these kind of like, let's make them happy on this voting day or whatever. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I ask all these questions by starting off with what I was talking about. Like if the virus was intentional and I can make you the case, which I have, that a lot of people who were very interested in the virus before the virus and very interested in sort of this doomsday scenario before the doomsday scenario ended up being the people who profited on the other side then perhaps it was intentional do you accept that
1: i definitely accept that that's that's what i think for sure
0: and then we look at the introduction of the vaccine and we look at how it is being used as a control measure within society at the minimum to again determine who gets to work who gets to play who gets to live who gets to be obedient All these kinds of things. And anytime we ask questions or ask for transparency or ask for accountability or, hey, here would be a great thing that they seem unwilling to do. Go ahead and accept the damage for people being hurt by the vaccine. Allow them to sue you. If it's so great and it's so wonderful and no one needs to fear anything, then you don't need to fear lawsuit. But you don't see anybody having that conversation. Yet you see a lot of people injured and a lot of people dead far more than any drug has ever like orders of magnitude of injury beyond any drug that's ever had problems before. So if the virus is intentional and the vaccine is intentional and it was all to arrive at this moment of they have destroyed the middle class. We are now a corporate world run by corporate supply chains which are probably what is most likely being implemented now in the ports and things like that. And we do seem to have maybe a one-world government in the G8 being sort of ruled by Bill Gates. Um, can we theorize... Can we? Uh, how about this? Can we accept that this was the plan and it ends here and there's there's no crime scene number two after this? Well that doesn't seem to be how they play it would seem to me that when you're creating possible nanobots like the hydro vulgaris and you're seeing discs and structures and delivery systems being grown inside vaccine recipients and you're seeing neurological problems come out of that a lot of these problems that people are having take away the spike proteins which are causing The heart inflammation and the inflammation across the body. That's a whole other thing. Let's just talk about the neurologic problems. and, And there's consistently a lot of neurologic problems. The minimum, and this was a shock for me, is when people told me that there was an aggression that was coming with the vaccine. I've seen that in real life. It now kind of explains it. People who are getting the vaccine are finding themselves more irritable more aggressive you know and again there will be always being varying degrees and there may be some people who just got the saline solution and they didn't get anything because that's a smart move that's a great plausible deniability give the first half you know a saline solution because covid's not that bad technically when you line up all the numbers so that you can say when other people have problems well these people aren't having problems it would have been dumb to do it to everybody and then hit them with the next boosters not even know you know just continue to hit boosters and eventually you'll get everybody onto this what seems to be to me the next phase of the plan and i know this is going to sound super crazy but that's what we do here right
1: right and i mean things are crazy now i think we can all admit so got to talk about it why
0: not consider them and Mm -hmm. if i'm wrong and again again big disclaimer hope i'm wrong about this one Mm -hmm. it would seem to me that if you have these hydro vulgaris nanobots in your in your system and it's building structures and these structures react to light and electronic stimuli and the hydra vulgaris is known for developing its own neural net and another thing about weird about the hydra vulgaris you can chop it up and it regrows you can chop off its limbs and it regrows that's why transhumanists have always been really interested in it okay so if this kind of thing is going on is the next phase to turn you into and, and again, there's a lot of really super savvy computer system people who know. So forgive my, I'm not going to nail this. I'm still, a lot of the times in my writing, using the term mainframe. And I've been told that we don't use mainframes anymore. Okay, great. I just like that. I, I, sometimes I pick words by the sound and the power of them. And like when you use mainframe in writing, it really sounds pretty sexy. So um, sexy in a good, you know, science fiction, cyberpunk, thriller kind of way. <laughs> But is it possible that the vaccine is turning some of us and eventually all of us, because remember, we're reaching this moment where they're saying everybody is going to be vaccinated and large portions of the population are walking away from that. And they're not they're not having a discussion about it. They're not having a come to Jesus meeting about it. They are not bargaining, dealing over it. They are doubling down and saying you will do it. Okay. Is it possible, discuss in the comments, that we are being turned into an operating system? Part of the the, the, the neural internet, you know, however you want to phase it, if they're building structures inside people's bodies with this vaccine and delivery systems and it's reacting to external stimuli, then what do you call that? Like, just, like, go with... I know it's crazy. Believe me, I'm the first one to say it's crazy. But let's just say, what are you now? Are you a receiver? Are you a gatherer? Like, in in, in the... And remember, when the vaccine was first introduced, when you go back to, was it Pfizer's site? Moderna's. Moderna's. They call it a new operating system.
1: Yeah. They're like, this is like an operating system. And then when you get boosters, it'll be like a software update. They... And... When I first heard about that, like I looked it up myself, not even like through a link, but like I literally just went onto Moderna's website and I found it pretty easily. And I'm like, yeah, they absolutely describe it that way. I don't know if they still do, but they did, you know, a few months back.
0: Long podcast today. We love you. We had fun. It's fun to discuss these things, man. I hope they're not true. I really do.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: You know, and I hope it's just like, hey, this is crazy science fiction writer talk and, and Medusa. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. We always love your thoughts shoot it down yell at it laugh at it Let's tear it apart and stuff like that, but give this video a watch begin to research these things They're legitimate people are seriously looking at structures formations this nanobot like creature that is surfacing in the vaccine in people's blood um, blood, you know all of these things are worth considering and we know that they're worth considering because the the side that wants total power and control is and seems to lie about everything from Russia to hookers to um, inflation is good to, you know, just they lie about everything now. They're the ones saying, oh, this is all crazy. This is a conspiracy. Don't look at this. But they're also the ones that are saying, you know, uh, they're putting COVID warnings on Colin Powell's death. They're not talking about Hank Aaron. They're not talking about any of these things that we kind of all should in a normal Healthy society. We should like if we were hunter gatherers around the the campfire at night, the sacred flame, telling our stories and drawing on the cave painting walls. We would be saying, "Hey, over by this mountain with two trees, there's a grizzly there. You shouldn't go there. Like there's danger there." And in this culture, we're being told um the cave painting is racist and you can't look at it, and only a stupid person would believe. That there's a grizzly over there that might hurt you. So we're warning you. This is our cave painting. This is our fire. We're exchanging information. Maybe we're crazy storytellers. But it's worth considering. And that's the podcast.